welcome to the Health and Life Sciences podcast. Today we're joined by Peter Timmins, who's head of the Health and Life Sciences um, Board for Liverpool City Region Local Enterprise Partnership. He was most recently an executive director within research and development at Bristol Myers Squibb Morton, where he was site head. He also led research and development activities for groups at Morton and New Brunswick, New Jersey, USA. Subsequent to his retirement from Bristol Myers Squibb, he's continued to pursue his research interests through visiting and advisory appointments at the University of Huddersfield, the University of Bradford, the University of Central Lancashire, the University of Nottingham and the University College London. Peter has a pharmacy degree and a PhD in pharmaceutical chemistry, both from the University of Bradford, and he is a fellow of the Royal Pharmaceutical Society. Prior to his long career in the pharmaceutical industry, he worked in the NHS in Yorkshire. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Peter? What have been your career highlights? Okay, sure. Yeah, I trained in pharmacy at the University of Bradford and decided that through that training, I really wanted to focus on more of the science aspects rather than the clinical aspects uh, of pharmacy. Uh, so I went on to do a PhD still at Bradford School of Pharmacy, uh, working on trying to identify, isolate and identify potentially bioactive compounds from an African arrow poison. Uh, supplement, um, which was quite interesting stuff. Uh, not really pharmacy, but uh, some interesting stuff going on there. Um, I actually went on to join the health service immediately after the PhD for a few years, uh, qualified as a qualified pharmacist, but actually leveraging some of the analytical chemistry that I developed during my PhD. And my role was actually running a quality control operation within one of the Yorkshire Regional Health Authority districts at a hospital complex that manufactured a lot of its own products. It was kind of my first step into formulation and manufacture of medicines. However, uh, I really wanted to do a lot more and decided to join industry and move from West Yorkshire to what was then ER Squibb and Sons uh, on Merseyside. And in fact, I stayed there for over 37 years, uh, but progressing, I'm glad to say, from being a bench scientist to eventually being the head of the development side and with direct teams, both in the UK and the USA. During that time, it wasn't stasis. Uh, I was actually exposed to an evolution of culture and direction due to several mergers, acquisitions, and development of the business. I actually retired from industry about four years ago and have subsequently focused on academic work, doing some teaching, uh, doing some uh, running of PhD programs at the University of Huddersfield Department of Pharmacy, but also working with other universities, including Bradford, Nottingham, uh, University of Central Lancashire. I became the chair of the Health and Life Sciences Board support, supporting the local enterprise partnership about three and a half years ago. Um, but as well as that and the teaching, I consult and provide advice to SMEs, probably about half a dozen uh, on my roster at the moment. Uh, some are local, some are national, and some are actually international. So I'm a busy guy. Yeah, I was about to say, you've retired, but not really retired. Yeah. Um, okay, so Liverpool has a long history in health and life sciences. So can you tell us a bit more about it? Yeah, the, the city region does indeed have a, a very long history in health and life sciences and I can share several threads of that that I'm, I'm aware of. If we just look at the, the University of Liverpool, uh, the universities in Liverpool um, start with the, the tropical school and Sir Ronald Ross, uh, Nobel laureate, uh, 
um, professor at the School of Tropical Medicine actually was the guy who discovered how um, the malaria parasite is transmitted to, um, from insects to humans and so he pioneered mm -hmm. that understanding which was a major step forward in understanding and therefore treating the disease. Um, another Nobel laureate um, who has Liverpool University connections um, is uh, Rodney Porter um, and his work was key to the discovery of the structure of antibodies and therefore our antibodies work. Uh, we also have the Robert Robinson Laboratory uh, in chemistry at the University of Liverpool. Um, Robert Robinson, um, although he ended up in Oxford, uh, was one of the great players um, in the chemistry of natural products. And back to my PhD stuff, natural products are the basis of a lot of pharmacology and medicines and the understanding of how medicines work. Um, the history actually goes back beyond that, the history of health um, medicines and life sciences goes well back over a century and mostly driven by a need to provide healthcare to people whose livelihood was seafaring um, due to the, the role of the port of Liverpool and going back over that century the imperial status of the UK it, it provided for a lot of overseas placements uh, for for UK citizens and with that came the consequence of being exposed to a lot of tropical diseases. So the School of Tropical Medicine was a natural evolution out of that history. And the School of Tropical Medicine has a long and illustrious history. And as we know, is still incredibly active today, still fighting against tropical diseases. Some we've known for a long time, like malaria, still needs intervention um, and still working towards new approaches in prevention and treatment. Um, more recently, School of Tropical Medicines play a pivotal role in relation to Ebola. They actually have world-class uh, isolation facilities here in the city region, and they're actually not just engaged in tropical diseases, but other disease, infectious diseases too. Uh, we do know that they're playing a current role, for example, in the development of uh, a vaccine against COVID-19. Yeah. There's also a very strong industrial base uh, to health and life sciences in the city region, not just an academic base. It's one of the bigger clusters of biopharma, diagnostics and health tech organizations based in the city region. The growth of this cluster probably started towards the end of the Second World War with significant inward investment uh, and embedding of companies like ER Squibb and Sons that became Bristol Myers Squibb and the Eli Lilly organization, uh, which became Elanco. Uh, Eli Lilly, very important back um, in the 1940s into the 50s in the development of large-scale fermentation of, of penicillins. Uh, and we also had Evans vaccines um, on, on Speak Boulevard then, and we can see how those companies involved to some of the biopharma uh, cluster that we currently have on, on Speak Boulevard. So a strong base, significant investment over the last three quarters of a century and it's continued and has built up over the time. Okay and what would you say are the key strengths then of the Liverpool City Region in Health and Life Sciences today? Well, I've already indicated the fact there are deep roots of health and life science in the city region. We have the strong academic communities with our many universities um, working in this space in the city region. School of Tropical Medicine, how, to which has grown the, the CEDA uh, operation. Uh, we have the university itself uh, with a School of Medicine, which is one of the strongest schools in the UK. Um, 
and important work going on outside of medicine in uh, the University of Liverpool, not just in disease, but in oncology, diabetes, uh, inflammatory diseases. Um, a lot of the healthcare needs present in the city region community actually links to those current strengths in our universities. Um, the Liverpool University School of Chemistry is just stepping temporarily into the physical sciences. Uh, one of the top schools of chemistry in the UK actually has a life sciences thread. Uh, it has excellent anti-infective and antiviral agent research and development ongoing, including novel ways of delivering those agents uh, to make them effective medicines. Of course, the MU has a school of pharmacy, uh, developing pharmacists, and those people who interface between the physician, the patient and the medicine. Uh, we have a lot of life sciences businesses, biotechs and diagnostics that make up a very strong ecosystem right across the city region, not just speak in the city, um, out, out onto the Wirral. And it actually surprises people how strong and significant the ecosystem is. Uh, it's a bit of a uh, hidden, hidden gem. Um, and it's key that we don't underestimate the importance of this uh, this ecosystem to the city region's economy. Absolutely. Okay, so with all the assets, capabilities and expertise that we've got in the Liverpool city region, how is the region supporting the fight against COVID? Yeah, I, I've already mentioned uh, that there's a lot going on leveraging the strength of the School of Tropical Medicine. Uh, because of their world-class containment facilities, they can actually handle live infectious agents such as the live COVID-9 virus. Uh, it can investigate the virus itself and how it infects, uh, how it infects us and how therefore we might deal with the disease. Um, they're currently a big player in the clinical evaluation of the Oxford University AstraZeneca vaccine uh, mm -hmm. and will continue to be a key player in understanding the potential value of this vaccine in the future. Yeah. Outside, of, outside of things like vaccines and medicines, been terrific effort by the local enterprise partnership in sourcing PPE as an example, uh, a key component of expertise in the city region with the fight against COVID-19. Because it's not just about medicines and vaccines, but the operations around this, supporting an infrastructure that's needed within the NHS to deal with the virus. Back to the School of Tropical Medicine, uh, there are probably going to be terrific opportunities uh, that will come out of recent grant funding to expand not just with COVID-19, but beyond that into other approaches to treating that infection and other endemic, hopefully not future pandemic, uh, diseases that, that, it, that emerge. Um, just, just back again to COVID-19, you're probably aware there's well over 100 vaccines in development around the world. There are antibody treatments, there are convalescent uh, plasma treatments, um, antiviral uh, therapies, all being explored and, and, and created. All of these are going to present future opportunities for the city region to engage. And we'll be able to do that because we have our academic centres, our healthcare systems um, and hospitals um, that sit within the city region. Just looking at biopharma and biotech as well, we actually have two key vaccine manufacturer players right here in the city region. Securis, um, who actually make flu vaccine, but with the winter up and coming, being able to vaccinate against flu is going to be important uh, whilst we still have COVID-19 circulating. Um, 
it's going to be important everyone everyone gets vaccinated against flu this, this winter. Uh, we also have AstraZeneca uh, with what was their Medimmune facility again here on Speak Boulevard. They also are a flu vaccine uh, manufacturer uh, and they may have a potential role in the current COVID-19 vaccine given that is being developed by um, AstraZeneca. So we'll see what happens there. And in the future, we'll need more vaccines. Uh, so having vaccine manufacturers right on our doorstep uh, means that the city region will play a very significant role in that. Uh, the strengths are going to be important as new and evolving therapies translate to practice and we will have the opportunity within the city region to create the next generation ones. We've recently had strength in places funding um, for School of Tropical Medicine and the University of Liverpool and that will be a platform for new research. It will offer new facility to train the next generation of researchers and possibly offer facility to be able to develop and manufacture the next generation medicines. Okay so if we just go back to the biopharma cluster that we've talked about previously, how, how strong would you say that cluster is within the city region? I, I, I have a biased personal opinion that we actually have a very strong biopharma cluster. Uh, again, I, I think it's a hidden gem for the city region uh, because we have very specific operations of global biopharmaceutical companies of biotech industries. There's global players such as AstraZeneca, Bristol-Myers-Squibb, Elanco, Allegan Biologics, which is part of AbbVie, again, one of the world's top 10 pharmaceutical companies, and Securis are all based here alongside lots of smaller, um, you know, smaller enterprises that support health and life sciences sector. Uh, we have lots of supplies of service and materials connecting into and, and providing a supply chain to those businesses and operations. So we have a very powerful ecosystem here in the city region and the city region will support those businesses uh, and recognize the need to sustain them as they are important to our regional economy, our healthcare locally, nationally and even internationally. Yeah. Okay. And, and how big would you say the, um, the R&D sector of life sciences is? Well, we, we have it in our universities, as I've mentioned a couple of times already, uh, but our pharma and biotech businesses are not just doing manufacturing, uh, but they're also doing R&D within those businesses. Um, we've got R&D um, in, in companies like Allegan uh, that I mentioned, Bristol-Myers Squibb. Uh, we've got people like Mass Therapeutics developing new di diagnostics. Um, and so we have the businesses, again, I mentioned the universities uh, that have national and international recognition. Um, we have the knowledge quarter in Liverpool and uh, again, out, outside, of, outside of the city, but still part of the city region, SciTech at Dalsbury, uh, mm -hmm. all of which have health and life sciences companies that are a vibrant and significant component to the sector, important to the city region, um, the R&D efforts coming out of the city region are much larger than you can imagine and actually are bigger and larger than what's going on in the universities because a lot of the businesses are doing R&D here too. So a very uh, underestimated um, sector of our, our city region. Okay. Um, and in the, in the Liverpool city region, we've got a great connection between the academic community, NHS and industry. How important would you say this is? 
I, I think it's incredibly important that we have all of those that can connect together and, and work together. Um, um, unfortunately, so unfortunately uh, it, it is a long-standing uh, interconnection. So a lot of businesses have invested in collaborative research with our academic community here in the city region. Academic and the NHS connect together and are strong enough and work through things like Liverpool Health Partners. There are NHS and industry connections with industry conducting clinical trials uh, in, in the NHS in the city region and many local businesses also are collaborating in the space. Uh, it's important to know this because having the academic strength here in the city region is a basis for industry coming here and staying here in the city region um, and also having a strong NHS research base in the city region also supports that when these three when the, these three things come together uh, there's some amazing work taking place yeah okay and if we if we just go back to COVID-19 obviously because it's the topical piece of, of the moment um, would you say you've seen an increase in innovations responding to COVID-19 in the city region? Yeah, I think the city region overall has been responding in a very positive way uh, with support from Innovation Agency and the Alder Hay Portal. Um, businesses can actually log their innovations and have the opportunity to work alongside the NHS to actually progress their innovations. We've seen mm -hmm. lots of local businesses exploring and finding success and growth in relation to testing, for example. Uh, linking into the National Testing Network um, brought in some potentially viable innovation to support uh, a national piece of work. The, the combined authority for the city region, the growth platform collaborated on the Future Innovation Fund, which is a fund that's available to support local SMEs who have innovative ideas, products and services to support the city region in its fight and beyond the fight, the recovery against the pandemic. Um, a first wave of approximately 1 million was allocated to 14 SMEs in the local area, six, six of which are health and life sciences uh, businesses. So it's very, again, significant impact there, uh, which come from applications in testing, apps to support mental health and lifestyle, uh, developing antiviral surfaces and creating mobile robotic scientists so that work can go on in laboratories when people can't be in laboratories. I, I'm really excited about this, can't wait to see what, what else uh, mm -hmm. comes out of it all. Okay, brilliant. So do you think there will be any change to vaccine manufacture? I, I think I think there there almost inevitably will. There are things happening with um, some of the vaccines that are being developed now and going into clinical trial uh, that is 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 very new. Um, the, you know, the vaccine that is being trialled um, through the School of Tropical Medicine is based on on a relatively new technology. Um, it's viral vector delivery of uh, genetic material that codes for a protein that is part of the surface of the virus. So once this is injected into patients, uh, the genetic material tells the patient cells to make virus protein, not viruses, but virus protein. But that then sets up the immune system to recognize the virus should someone get infected. Um, this, this approach of viral vector has historically been used in gene therapy, uh, but it's never being used in vaccines have got to late stage development and look like they're going to make it all the way to commercialization. There have been vaccines developed using it before, but none of them have really got 
this far uh, and had this this phenomenal potential. Um, mm -hmm. Other vaccines that are being created again use novel drug delivery technology to get the material that can elicit an, an immune response. Um, and these are tiny fragments of genetic material from the COVID-19 virus that then wrapped up in lipid uh, microparticles to get them into cells once it's injected. So the cells will then uh, be prepped up, ready to fight the virus should someone get infected. Um, and again, this is something else that's not made it yet to commercial use. We also have the Manufacturing Technology Centre and their Digital Manufacturing Accelerator in the city region. These programmes aim to accelerate the implementation of innovative physical and digital manufacturing technologies and get those working inside UK manufacturing and supply chains uh, to make for more effective, more efficient um, and lower cost uh, processes. Mm -hmm. Lots of city region organisations are already engaged in, in this work. Um, to support their businesses. Uh, mentioned before the Strength in Places funding, um, which will also speed up innovation within the space. Um, and the city region therefore is gonna play a very big part in the commercialization of innovative vaccines made by new processes. It's a really exciting time, then, I guess, isn't it? For the oh, I, th I, th I think it, I think it's, I think it is. It, it, it's a shame it needs a pandemic to actually bring <laughs> yeah. all this innovation forward so quickly. You know, this would have come forward, but it's been brought incredibly quickly and, and successfully. Yeah. Okay. Well, what what would you say you, the greatest asset to the city region is in terms of health and life sciences organisations? They were considering it as a location to invest in. I would say the people, the people here, uh, we have strong academic uh, uh, individuals, um, a very effective NHS, uh, you know, cohort of staff, our industry players with some, some of the smartest people in the industry. Uh, and they've all been working on recruiting and developing and training a great cohort of people who can work across all of those sectors and they're all continuing to invest in training and development of those people, not just focusing on those that we currently have, but also looking to draw in new talent from outside of the area too, and make sure that our schools, colleges, and universities uh, start to develop um, the pipeline that will backfill those pe the, that, that great, you know, the great group of people as they move um, on into employment. Um, and again, filling roles in the NHS, in the academic community, in biopharma and, and health tech. Okay. Um, and a final question. So what do you love about working in the Liverpool City region and the health and life sciences space? Well, there's so much happening. Uh, as, as, I, as I hope I've already described, there's so much going on. It's a very dynamic and vibrant city. Um, and the health and life sciences sector mirrors all of that vibrancy and dynamism. I, I came to Merseyside nearly 40 years ago from West Yorkshire, as I mentioned. Um, 40 years ago, Liverpool City region was a very different place to what it is today. And since then, the city itself has evolved, it's developed, it's flourished, it's prospered, and it's become a fantastic place uh, to be and live in. Um, the health and life sciences community reflects that. And it's a great place um, to work for um, health and life sciences organization, business, uh, or whatever within the city region. It's one of those sectors where people who work in it 
have more than the fair share of altruism. I think you work in healthcare, you work in um, life sciences, you work in the NHS, you work in the manufacturing and creation of new medicines. You tend to be doing it because uh, you have this altruism, this concern for others, uh, and you want to make a difference and help others have better lives. And I think that's a reflection in the way that the city region itself has grown and developed. Um, it's a wonderful place, you know, coming from outside and coming in. It's amazing how friendly people are and how much they will be prepared to come and talk to you. Very different from other parts of the country. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you very much um, for sharing all your insight and knowledge on the sector. I think you've had such a, a wide overview um, of everything that's going on. And I'm sure in the next, you know, things change so quickly that we'll probably do this again sometime soon and there'll be loads more to talk about. So thank you very much for your time, Peter. Thank you, Hannah. Thanks for joining us today. I hope our listeners have enjoyed hearing about all of the rich history of health and life sciences in the Liverpool City region and its potential for the future. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel to learn more about what's happening in Liverpool City Region's health and life science community.